Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. All right, all right. Well, Solar Warrior, it's another Tactical Tuesday conversations with subject matter experts and thought leaders designed to give you practical tools, tips, and advice for building your clean energy business or career and grow with us here on Suncast. Sometimes on these Tactical Tuesdays, we even get to bring you one of our many live broadcasts or content from live events. And as some of you may recall, I was live broadcasting from Clean Power 21 back in December in Salt Lake City. It was, in fact, my first such live trade show appearance in more than two years. And coincidentally, as luck would have it, the last time I had a live appearance was also at Salt Palace for the Solar Power International Conference. Interesting juxtaposition of time and trade associations. While I was at Clean Power 21, I got to sit down with Ms. Heather Zeichel, CEO of the new organization that made that event possible called American Clean Power, as I was very curious to learn more about this powerful organization, its leader, and what it means for all of the rest of us. Many of you, no doubt, have heard the stories of America Wind Energy Association merging with America Clean Power and later Energy Storage Association as well. The America Clean Power Association works to champion policies that will transform the U.S. power grid to a low-cost, reliable, and renewable power system. By uniting the power of wind, solar, transmission, and storage companies, along with the manufacturers and construction companies, the developers and owner-operators that help make it possible, American Clean Power's goal is to make renewables the dominant energy source in the United States. As I mentioned, in January of last year, ACP launched and started gathering much buzz. Then in July, announced a merger that was consummated with Energy Storage Association, the resulting organization, which stands as a behemoth lobby and trade organization for the clean energy economy, one that is wielding quite a bit of influence in Washington. And I wanted to learn much more about how this organization came together. And while I was in Salt Lake, I was able to finally get a chance to sit down with Heather herself. I'd also like to note that if you'd like to hear more about Heather and ACP's thoughts on the ESA integration specifically, I would really encourage you to go read Julian Spector's insightful interview with Heather back in a December article he wrote over on Canary Media. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. So thank you for deciding to join us here and level up your game. Remember, you'll be able to find resources and learn more about today's guests and recommendations in the show notes at mysuncast.com. And while you're at it, I would encourage you to go ahead and click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform so that you'll get notified when Thursday's episode comes out and every Tuesday and Thursday thereafter. You can also find us on YouTube by searching Suncast Media. It's easy to find and we link all of our episodes and many of our live streams and other videos there as well. And we've just crested over a thousand 
subscribers. So I hope that you'll join that community as well. Now let's get down to business in this live interview with Heather Zeichel, direct from the show floor of America Clean Power in Salt Lake City, 2021. Let's tune up your skills, Solar Warrior, with another practical, tactical conversation here on Suncast. So as I've described, many of you are aware of American Clean Power. And if you're not, you're in luck because today we get a chance to dig further into what it is, what it's for, why you should care with none other than American Clean Power Association's CEO, Ms. Heather Zeichel. Heather, welcome to Suncast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Nico. Heather, you know, with regard to American Clean Power, most folks may recognize it by its former name, OWEA, or the American... So I, I don't even know what OWEA stood for. We just sort of took it as the, <laughs> it's the Wind Industry Association, Exactly. Right? What I think I understand and what might be reality are two different things. So help us get a, a sense of what ACP is, who it is meant to represent, and if it is, in fact, a big tent for clean energy, who fits under that tent? What does it embody? And what's the real message to the clean energy industry that you want to attract? First, thank you for the question. I couldn't be more excited about what we have pulled off in the last 11 months in creating the American Clean Power Association. And I think it was really a recognition by the former board, as, as you pointed out, the American Wind Energy Association. Our board members you know, kind of looked across the room in the, over a span of 15 years, they recognized that their business models had changed significantly. So a lot of those, the days of pure play, wind energy companies, there was a transition, right? Because they were in wind and storage, or they were in wind and solar and storage. And there was a recognition that while the industry has evolved, we haven't really evolved the, the trade association that we have. And therefore, we need to think really proactively about how we unite all clean energy voices and all clean energy technologies under one big tent. The unifying mission of the American Clean Power Association is to obviously enable the transformation of U.S. power grid to low-cost, reliable, and renewable power systems. But I've been in Washington for over 20 years working on these issues, and it's been incredibly frustrating as somebody who wants nothing more than for this industry to be successful, but they just haven't traditionally been punching at their weight in, in Washington. And it was, as, as somebody who worked in Congress and I worked in the White House, trying to understand what are the needs of this industry, like from a very like policy perspective on the regulatory front, he had to call about like 18 different people to try and get an answer and figure out what was going on. And, and the vision for, for our trade association is that we are one-stop shopping for all clean energy technologies, whether that's wind, both on or offshore, solar, storage, or transmission you have a place and a home with the American Clean Power Association. And I think in the other piece that I really am excited about is it's not just about the you know manufacturers of the solar panels. It's about the end users. It's about the project developers. So it's it, it really is uniting to you know create a more effective voice in Washington and regionally and with states to advance our broader clean power agenda. You mentioned your time on Capitol Hill. One of the things, as you said, is that we just haven't, and I'd say like wind is historically better at this than the rest of us past, perhaps because they've been around longer, perhaps because PCT versus ICT is a different mechanism that, you know, was able to gain better momentum. We could spend a lot of time looking in the rearview mirror 
But the reality is we need a better lobby in Washington. We need more cohesive action as an industry. With that in mind, what's the message to legislators in Capitol Hill in terms of what we as an industry care about for 2022? Well, first and foremost, we at the at our Clean Power Conference here, you probably were able to hear Vice President Kamala Harris speak to some of the issues that are really important for our industry. I'd say first and foremost, we as an industry did a lot to work on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. It is the largest investment in transmission that we've had in American history. And for many of our member companies, as much as they're excited about deploying clean energy, they're very worried that we're not going to have the transmission and grid system to be able to move those electrons around the country. So that piece is very important. And then the second thing that the vice president spoke about, which is kind of on, which is on everyone's mind here today, build back better. Um, obviously, there are over $315 billion in incentives. And we have spent a lot of time working with the White House, working with Cap. Hill, uniting the power of our industry to make sure people understand what our priorities are, including extension of the tax credits, direct pay, you know, important provisions like the standalone storage ITC, and, and making sure that we are creating political space for those for, for Build Back Better to become a reality. So another thing that's really exciting to me is that for the first time ever, this industry put a multi-million dollar ad campaign together to support legislation. We're running ads in states. We're running ads in Washington, D.C. And we're really putting our CEOs in our industry on the map in terms of, you know, these are people that know how to get things done. They know how to run campaigns. They know how to effectively communicate with Capitol Hill. And candidly, that's where we need to be. And I believe we are going to get to the other side of passing the Build Back Better legislation, which will be more certainty and predictability than this industry has ever seen. And to be able to you know, pull this association together while there's this historic momentum behind us, it's just, you know, it, I, I, I couldn't be more honored. Thank you for outlining what are definitely critical needs for us. And it was indeed being here at the conference, seeing uh, Vice President Harris advocate for our industry. I mean, it's a, it is a, a sea change. It feels like it's the right time. And to see multi-million dollar campaigns on behalf of an industry, not just, you know, one brand doing the, the heavy lifting, it is encouraging for us all. And it should be, you know, I mentioned in the beginning, this idea of who fits under the tent and categorically forever, it feels that wind is the long pole in the tent, pun perhaps intended, However, as an industry and as associations, there often is a bit of this sort of discord between wind and solar. And what I feel that American Clean Power is attempting in a very uh, cohesive and coherent way is to unify us all and to say, look, we're all in a really important tent. Let's not bicker about whose pole is taller. That said, you know, solar advocacy wasn't a huge component traditionally of the Wind Industry Association a lot of your constituents from OWEA have now migrated to or have integrated solar into their practices. And a lot of solar developers in turn are looking at wind and storage as a viable next step for their business. I'd love to hear what message you may have for the solar industry, by and large, my listeners, specifically about their role in American Clean Power. Well, I'd start by saying the integration of solar into the American Clean Power Association has been fairly seamless. Whether it's wind or, you know, solar, 
their major stake in addressing some of the same challenges, the interconnection challenges, expanding our transmission system, as I spoke about, integrating storage, to your point, and you know, growing the overall market for clean electricity in all 50 states. So the value proposition is, is certainly there. And I think our needs and priorities are aligned, which is always a helpful place to start. But then, you know, for, for your listeners, they know that policy is in order to, to drive policy, you need to have a seat at the table. And we are best when we are, when we are united <laughs> under one banner. And, you know, I think you heard and saw that today, right? We had, you know, you've got member companies from across the spectrum participating in the conference, sharing information, figuring out how we're going to grow this industry together. And the conference portion of, of the exhibit was also, you know, we, we had some of the greatest minds in in U.S. American policymaking, right? You've had everybody from, you know, Gina McCarthy to, as we talked about, the vice president and the former sec- secretary of treasury talking about the economics of the renewables industry. So we're, my goal is to make sure that we are putting our members in the room when and, and building those trusted relationships in Washington so that we can get our agenda approved. And, and as important as passing Build Back Better is, as, and I'm very optimistic about the chances that you know, it, it will ultimately pass, we are then going to have a lot of work to do collectively, whether you're you know, wind, solar storage, transmission, because we're going to have to implement that legislation. And you know, it's, as somebody who's been around lawmaking and regulatory matters for probably too long, it's going to be a, a massive undertaking to implement that, to drive these deep emissions reductions in the power sector, and to, you know, frankly, build that workforce, you know, create those new job and economic opportunities and on a timeline and schedule with more policy support than we've ever had before. So again, I, I, I think in order to do that effectively, our relationships are going to have to be very solid, not only with the administration, but with Capitol Hill as well. You know, it's the time of year where folks start moving around from business to business, job to job, career transition is at its peak. And it's often a time where folks look to someone else to help organize their thoughts and guide their principles. I've spent the last 15 years in renewables. I've spent the last five years coaching founders and startup executives in this space specifically. And for the last year, I've been helping folks transition out of oil and gas and other industries into renewables. And I've found that there are a few things that are commonalities. I'd like to invite you, if that sounds like something you're interested in, to have a conversation with me about whether or not coaching might be in your future and working with me might be something that would help level up your business or your personal career path. You can fill out an application over at mysuncast.com. Just click on the work with me button in the very top right. And everyone who fills out an application, I'm going to set up a 15 minute clarity call. So I'd invite you to run, fill that out. If this sounds remotely interesting to you and let's have a chat, see if there is in fact a fit. I look forward to chatting soon. Thank you so much for tuning into Suncast. Let me know if I can help you in other ways. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I wanted to just let you know how much of an impact you have on Suncast. Yeah, you. Thank you for clicking play. Without you, this show is just me shouting into the void. But 
there's still people who don't even know about Suncast. I know, I can hardly believe it myself. <laughs> but that's where you can help me yet again. There's a simple way that you can show some love and help others discover the show. If you cruise over to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash suncast. I'd love it if you would leave a five-star rating and enthusiastic review. That's possibly the single kindest thing that you could do for me today. So if the show has helped, inspired, or even entertained you at all, I'd love it if you would head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash suncast and give me a virtual two thumbs up. All right, back to today's episode. You know, Heather, you mentioned the show floor and there are a lot of exhibitors. I actually met a lot of folks I've never seen before. By and large, I've not spent a lot of time in the wind industry, but it's very wind focused right now in terms of the exhibitors, you know, notably missing on the show floor or as exhibitors would be what we might refer to as the long tail or distributed generation side, in particular of the solar house. How do you see ACP moving forward with regards to the distributed generation side of our solar industry? And, and where do those folks fit in the tent? I think what we have seen to date is that a, a growing number of solar and solar only companies are joining ACP because there's no shortage of work. And again, I think there's a broader recognition that we all rise together when we're when we have our, our, our arms locked. I'd also say, I mean, Look, it's the American Clean Power Association has been around for 11 months. We're pulling this conference off <laughs> during a global pandemic. Congratulations. So, thank you. So, do we have work to do to kind of expand and diversify our, you know, exhibitors going forward? Absolutely. But what this underscores today is that you know, we're we are on the right track and I believe that when you come visit us in San Antonio next year at our Clean Power Conference, you will see a more diverse array of, of voices because we're just getting started. Well, we'll act absolutely be in full force. It's certainly the Suncast tribe because I've already made the call out to them that they have to be in San Antonio. I'm excited about that opportunity. I have one more question for you that touches on the, just the level of expansion and intention that you're taking towards integrating all clean energy. You know, the Energy Storage Association has been loved by many as a standalone association representing storage developers. And energy storage, by all accounts, perhaps is the linchpin that helps the clean energy economy expand into the, you know, take our rightful place in the, in the sort of the generation and of clean energy transition. Both the wind and solar industries have migrated to energy storage. You recently acquired, probably for that reason, uh, in, in large part, the Energy Storage Association. What message do you have for all those who participated last week in the Energy Storage Association's final standalone conference and those who will now join ACP to be a part of that org in the broader umbrella of clean energy? Well, for starters, I couldn't be more proud that the vote to merge by both boards was unanimous. You know, I think that underscores that there's a recognition of the value proposition on both sides, and that's really important to me as the CEO of ACP. But I also think that the merger is indicative of the foundational role of energy storage in transforming the U.S. power grid to a low-cost, reliable, and renewable power system. The business prospects of energy storage plus renewables are, in, uh, you know, increasingly intertwined, and energy storage technologies are really necessary to enable the development of higher levels of wind and solar power. You know, we're going to be advocating for mutually beneficial market conditions and policies. Both industries rise together to meet the challenge of creating more resilient, sustainable, affordable electricity grid. And 
I think that the goal that ESA has set out of, you know, 100 gigawatts of new energy storage by 2030 is a goal that we have embraced. And with more resources, with a broader set of expertise, we're only going to be able to enhance our chances of meeting that important target. Well said. You know, one of the things that folks loved about ESA and many other organizations like it is that it's very, I'll call it vertical focused, right? That being the vertical of energy storage. How do you address those who are concerned that maybe becoming a part of a larger organization with a broad swath or a broad approach to clean energy somehow diminishes the focus on storage? Well, I guess I'd say a couple of things. First and, and foremost, the way that we are Again, we're we're kind of building the plane while we fly it uh, as the American Clean Power Association. But because we are able to bring ESA to the table starting at day one, we're able to work with the experts that know, like, what do we need at a state and regional level? What do we need in Washington, D.C. to be successful? You know, the people that really had laid the foundation with ESA, they are coming into our organization to help us make sure we get that right. We're going to have a vertical for energy storage across ACP. And candidly, I work for the member companies. And I think the boards are going to, you know, my board is going to make sure that we are representing, whether that's offshore wind or energy storage, we take that challenge very seriously, and I think we're building, we're recruiting the expertise and building the team so that whether it's a storage issue or a solar issue, we are going to be one-stop shopping, and we're going to have the best and the brightest on our team. And as you said in the outset of our inter- interview, and I'll bring it uh, back to the forefront as we close, heretofore, vertically focused, policy-driven approaches have not had the level of financial support and political heft that we know we need. So having ESA, what I hear you saying is having ESA hitch their wagon to the ACP train gives ESA access to resources and lobby potential in Washington that the industry didn't have before. Exactly. And we have a long history, you know, in the OEA to ACP transition. I mean, the relationships that that we have both on the Hill with, and, and importantly, both sides of the aisle, as well as, you know, senior levels of, of uh, administration officials. You know, I want to put those relationships and those connections to work so that we're doing the best we can to advance all clean energy technologies. For those who are perhaps unaware, how do folks learn more? Where could they find you? People should feel free to uh, check out our website at cleanpower.org. And where do you like to be found if folks actually want to interact with you personally, Heather? Well, our offices are in Washington, D.C., and, you know, we're more than happy to host new companies. And, and obviously, D.C. Is a, is a place where many people find themselves. <laughs> you know, we, we would love an opportunity to, to meet and hear more from you about what your priorities are and kind of tell you, share a little bit more about the American Clean Power Association. Heather, thank you so much for the opportunity to capture your vision for ACP. Thanks for the work that you're doing to to unify the industry and our tribe. What dates should we let folks know that they should meet us in San Antonio? Uh, They should meet us on May 16th through the 18th. We're going to have a great time. And we're going to, as I said, we're going to even be um, bigger, bolder, and more diverse. Heather, thank you for joining us on Suncast. It's been a true pleasure. Likewise. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap with Ms. Heather Zeichel, CEO of America Clean Power Solar Warriors. I am so grateful that you showed up For this one, I hope that you are as well. A special thank you to Heather 
Jason Ryan, and the entire ACP team for working your magic on helping line up this interview during what I know was a frantic pace during the conference. If you, Solar Warrior, want to enjoy even more like this, well, there's more than 430 episodes, resources, highlights, and everything else from these discussions, along with the social media links to each guest, book recommendations, and so much more over in the show notes on our website at mysuncast.com. Also on the show notes for this episode, I'll link to Heather and ACP's profiles on LinkedIn, and I'm also going to link to that article I mentioned in the intro by Julian Specter, as I think he did a fantastic job of gleaning how Heather and ACP specifically are thinking about their role as lobbyists and the need for greater integration of energy storage. And as I mentioned in the intro, you can also find many of these as live broadcast replays over on our YouTube channel, as well as the live broadcast that I did from Salt Palace a day prior back in December. Just search for Suncast Media on YouTube. And finally, if you've been wondering how you can partner with Suncast as a sponsor getting into 2022, wondering how your marketing budget can best be leveraged for brand recognition and reaching a broader audience, well, you can go to mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor to learn more about that. And if you've been thinking about getting coaching from me personally to scale your clean energy business or even transitioning into a clean energy economy, you can find resources for that as well over on the website. Or you can just email me, nico at mysuncast.com. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.